Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. I really got to fix that transition. LaCroix boys in the building. Uh, that's what they're going to call us now. And they call us LaCroix boys. Just a little uh, house cleaning there. That looks good. That looks real good. Nickname stick. I was in college and a buddy of mine, uh, we're, we were taking kind of one of these joke classes and it was a it was a performance art class and at uh, oh, at UNC and um, we were reading this book and there was a lot of um, kind of southern language written into it so like it ain't became became taint which you well, know we well, were now. we were childish so we loved that still am and uh, so we were snickering at that and the teacher of course the professor was like is something is something funny and I'm like God. Now they're going to call us the Taint Brothers. We're going to be the Taint Brothers. The Professor. Am I on? You are this week. Yeah. You're breathing into the mic a lot. (sighs) You're like, am I on? I bring a lot of intensity, (laughs) raw passion to the the stage. That banner banner looks amazing. If anyone, look, I need a banner. I'm not saying someone has to buy me one. I I may fashion one myself, (laughs) but now I'm jealous. Well, I can give you this one so that you can trace onto the... Uh, you trace your pattern because that is stitched. I want everyone to know that that is stitched. And find us on Stitcher, where we'll be selling Bad Hornets <laughs> flags. Uh, BadHornetsFlags.com. The uh, I watched just apropos of nothing, besides you saying the professor. I just stumbled upon some the professor videos from And One yeah. Mixtape Tour. Dude's sure. a legend. Oh baby, yeah, dude. Did he's he play awesome. with God Sham God? He's just go, he just goes around to like random courts. This is exactly what you should do. Is he if, the guy that dresses up as Spider Man? Yeah. He's the yeah, white yeah. person. See, I know stuff. He's just the white guy. Uh, oh, yeah. great! I knew I knew stuff about the white guy. He You're goes. Uh, a- he, he just goes around to random courts, like in the world, and people are like, you know, inevitably there's just some dude that's like, oh. I'll, I'll bet you a hundred bucks you can't. And then he just takes their lunch. It's amazing. <laughs> on the although, chat, hey, although, David, David, on the it, chat, it, Drew said, uh, Dave's got the AirPods on, of course. <laughs> Katie, uh, pr- producer Katie said that when she sees people with AirPods on, except for you, David, she made this distinction, except for you, she thinks they're kind of, uh, hide the kids' ears here, assholes. What? She said wow. people with AirPods, she said, except for you, David. Bro, I think you- much. I think you look like you're in Blade Runner, bro. I think they look dope. That's the look I'm going for, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, one one quick thing. If Spider-Man approaches you uh, on the basketball court for a one-on-one battle, I think you just say no. It's Spider-Man. I mean, what are the chances he's going to do you wrong? Yeah. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, In a minute, cuz. We live. We live. We live. (laughs) 
This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the panel from the mean streets of Cotswold on video with his AirPods tightly locked in to the ear holes there, David Walker. The AirPods have really become a, a point of <laughs> emphasis for everyone, and that's their purpose. That's right. They're very adequate. Um, that's a meme. Uh, Steve Bob, to my right here, what's going on? Uh, yeah, baby. Fun Fridays. Fun Friday. Hey, why don't you, uh, what, this is the fun Friday flag. Why don't you wave the, wave the flag? Oh, my gosh. All right, cool. This is it's just like Braveheart. A, that was some sweet effort there. Are you, are, you, are you guys having as much fun as we are here? I uh, just want to say, you know, shout out to LaCroix. You got the LaCroix whole, boys. That's right. That's what they're going um, to call us. Sponsor it. Now sponsor. If you uh, if you go to Costco and purchase the pack, they, you can call them a sponsor. So I got, it, I got it hooked up, Dave. I got one with your name on it. Got fall, a, you got the fall season going on. You got the gourd there. Got, yeah, I got the gourd Hayward. Uh, shout out, oh, Gordy. Uh, yeah, get well right, soon. Respect. Respect. That's right. Uh, Drew saying, fun Friday lounge music never sounded so good. Well, at least we got one fan of the lounge music. Jumping in the locked on lounge there uh, Doug, for the first couple of minutes. Doug's downplaying the Dougaholics. There's at least a thousand people in the chat right now. <laughs> hey, you know what? There are at least 500,000 people that have listened to this fair show. Oh, David, we, we went over the 500, half a million listens on this show. That is Man. amazing. Never thought awesome. that we would get that many. Uh, so thanks for helping us keep our dream alive, keep our hive alive. Uh, we appreciate every single listen. Okay, we've got a great show ahead, including a look at tonight's home opener with the Atlanta Hawks. We've got analysis from Brad Rowland of Locked on Hawks and a look at what you can expect if you do get out to Spectrum Center tonight from Hornets Chief Marketing Officer Pete Gwelly. But before we get to that, I think we should the talk... Chief. The Chief. I think we should talk about <laughs> something that... It's fun Fridays, man. I'm going to hey, be man, buzzing just, in. Just, 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 just jump in there. I'm just jumping in every time. Feeds everywhere! <laughs> Before we get to that, though, I, I thought we should talk about something that we, I, th- I feel like we may have glossed over, and that's uh, on the on the post game. and I think that's Malik Monk's performance. One of nine from the field, 21 minutes, one of nine from the field, one of six from beyond the arc, and three really, really bad turnovers, those above-the-free-throw-line turnovers I like to talk about. And they, they all led to Detroit Piston points. David, the question is this. Was this a classic case of rookie jitters or a sign of larger issues to come? I don't know if it was jitters. I don't think it's a, a worrisome sign of things that come just yet. Again, we talked about it a little bit after the game. You know, it's the first cranked up intensity real game for for Malik Monk and uh, that's a lot more responsibility than a preseason game especially when he's trying to do a little something with the ball or create with other people so he's just got to get used to it I mean I I don't think you're going to shake his confidence I think it's going to take a lot more than a a couple turnovers and and a rough start to shake Malik's confidence I look for him to have a pretty good game tonight but I mean but but that is an area that they knew he was going to have to work on right it's not like he's going to come out and be Lonzo Ball well I thought that I mean he 
Definitely should have shot the ball better than he did in that first night. I, mean, I think that was expected that he would sure. do that, and 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 he did not. Um, I don't think they're expecting him to be, you know, an immediate replacement at backup point guard or to get those minutes that early on. So the three turnovers make a little bit more sense. Uh, let us know what you think on the chat. Was this rookie jitters or or a sign of things to come? Uh, J Dog emailed in and said that he was okay with the shots. Like you like the fact that. He takes nine shots. That means that, you know, he's trying to get into his rhythm, mm-hmm. trying to find his shot. And, and you certainly have to be patient with rookies. But I think it's difficult when you look across the league and you've got 10 rookies scoring in double figures, including the rookie that they're going to face off against tonight. And John Collins, who had 14 on six of 10 shooting. And then Dennis Smith Jr. doled out 11 assist or 10 assists, looked very comfortable on the floor. And that's, I guess, what would worry me is just. He looked at times Malik looked a little uncomfortable on the offensive end of the ball, and that's where you expect him to be most comfortable. What did you think, Monk's your guy, Steve Bob? What did you think about his first performance? A little peek behind the curtain here. We were toying around with a segment called Steve Bob Nostications. Now that's the segment where I come in Could and be. I just I just give you a bunch of stuff that I that I think is going to happen, and I and I was going to say Malik Monk. This could be because of the Batum injury. And, and to some extent, the lamb, his Willie Beeman moment from any given Sunday, right? Yeah. And if you recall from that movie, um, just go watch it right now. We'll wait. Um, but what Willie Beeman, what happened? You know, he was a backup. Guy got injured. He came in, became a superstar. However, first game or two, I believe, he played very poorly. So oh, this cut all f- to interior locker room. What's going on, Willie? Is that how it? Willie Beeman. That's exactly. Have you seen that movie, Doug? I sound exactly I, like that. I know exactly. You know what I like? I like that this. That we have the Lacroix out. They're supposed to be the the faux sponsor of the show, and yet you you've got the HT Seltzer. You know why? Because <laughs> I think globally, but I act locally. Okay, support the HT boys too. Their seltzer game is on point as well. Here's here's I got the, the Mandarin Otana. Don't step on my my promo here now. All right, because this is legit. If we can get HT on board, oh baby. Um, no, I'm but Kevin listen, Walker, and I approve this message. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Appreciate your support. Unlike some people, um, I no, I'm excited. Look, that's I think one thing with Monk is that. These other guys have kind of defined roles to some extent already. Dennis Smith Jr. has yep. given the keys to the Mavs out of the gate, you know. And uh, I, John Collins, I can't speak to that, but a lot of the a lot of these guys, Monks, even his starting the season um, role with the team was a little bit undefined, at, even with everybody being healthy. Now with mm-hmm. all of these injuries and the backup point guard still being an issue, he's kind of like it. All through the preseason, it didn't really seem like they knew exactly how they were going to use him yet. You know, you saw Bacon mm-hmm. right away. They were like, Bacon's going to start these games, this and that. Monk, they were still unsure. So I think there's a lot going on, not just with him, but also with the coaching staff and everything. Uh, you would like to see him obviously hitting their shots. But like you said, taking nine is uh, is great to me. I don't care if he's missing them. Did you did you guys see the the Thunder game last night? The Mello started out like one for ten. Paul George was like one for nine starting out, and uh, you know that's that's the same thing. Mello is going to keep shooting, and uh, man, Monk's got that in him too. Like yeah. I, I like that he's not afraid to miss the shots. And that's what Daniel says here on the chat as well. I actually appreciated the fact that he kept shooting it. We've seen guys just give up in the past, and the fact is the Hornets will need him 
to be confident. They need him to be a steady scoring punch off the bench. I think he's got to look for his offense early, and others should look for him as well. He's going to be key to equaling out some of the defensive issues that that bench has. The good news for Monk is that just like the rest of the team, he'll have an opportunity to bounce back at home. It was his first game in the Spectrum Center in preseason that he had his best performance, 21 points, six rebounds, and three assists against the Celtics. So, should we and, yeah, talk Doug, about this Atlanta game? Real quick, though, think back to Monk's nope. first preseason game and yeah. then his bounce back game, right? He didn't have a good start to the preseason either. True. Um, so, like I said, at home tonight, I look for him to, to be a, a bit more comfortable. And I wouldn't worry. It's the first game for a rookie who's still a young player. So, no reason to uh, overreact here, guys. And I would also say, how many times have we seen a, a score first rookie come out? out of the gate and be like awesome on a bad team. And then like Tyreek Evans comes to mind immediately. There's a lot of these guys that come out and you're like, Oh yeah, well everybody missed on this guy. He's scoring 30 a game. And then, you know, you don't, you don't hear from him so much ever again. You know who else dropped 30 a couple times? Adam Morrison. Okay. So I'm okay with Malik Monk. Being a, a little rusty right out of the gate, you know, it gives him a little humility. If anything, he's got too much confidence. So I think it's yeah, okay. And, and and situationally, it's really just tough to compare all these guys, especially the rookies. Like Steve, Steve Bob says, situations are different across the league and with different teams. So they're asking a different thing from him than 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 other teams are. And it's just a different dynamic. So I think uh, I think we're going to be Maybe, okay. but I think they're going to ask him to be a double digit scorer. I don't. They're not, they're they're looking yeah. for him to score. So that's that's what I think everyone. Yeah, you know, I think should I'm be confident he's going to be able to deliver right. on that. Yeah. Well, he'll have a chance to do that tonight yeah. against the Atlanta Hawks. The Hornets open their home schedule. Tip off is at seven o'clock p.m. Doors open at five o'clock for those attending. The Hornets coming to this game off that road loss to the Detroit Pistons in their regular season opener. David, real quickly, why did they lose that game in Detroit? The Hornets? Yeah, well, they were the team that was playing the Detroit Pistons, yes. Why did they lose that game? Yeah, the turnovers were the big story to me, Doug. Um, I'm still showing zero in the Hornets app, but I don't think that's correct. Um, I think they had more than that. Um, a few more, 17. Love that exact. app. Lo- good job. That was a throwback. That was kind of a throwback joke. Oh, I, I, I actually see. Haven't, I haven't looked this morning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they and I don't know that that's going to get shored up anytime soon. I mean, that's the big concern with me with no MCW, no Batum. And the turnovers from guys like Monk, I mean, I don't know who else is going to be in there to help Kimba distribute and, and hold on to the ball. So that's something they're going to have to get shored up uh, sooner rather than later. But but it might be tough. I mean, the turnovers didn't help them. Um, that was the biggest thing to me. You know, they didn't play as well as they could have and they didn't shoot the lights out either, but they can't turn it over. That's been the uh, defining characteristic of this team along with defense. And if they're not doing that, then it's going to be hard for them. Very good point. And the Atlanta Hawks in their opener against the Dallas Mavericks took 16 Mavericks turnovers and turned them into 20 points. So this team, it's a young team. And we'll hear from Brad Rowland here in a bit about more about this Atlanta Hawks team. But they're a team that's going to need easy baskets as well to score. Uh, it's not They're not going to execute uh, game to game very effectively in the half court. So, and they've got Dennis Schroeder up front who loves to, to steal your cookies. So mm-hmm. not turning the ball over going to be essential against this Atlanta Hawks team. And guys, this is a game that they, they really need to win. And, and David, you made this point in the post game. This is the kind of game that they have to win if they want to stay afloat while Nick Batum is out until, you know, early December, mid-December. These are the kind of games that they have to win. 
Yeah, they have to win these games because they should win. I mean, you look at the matchups here on paper, there it shouldn't be a question. But, uh, look, the thing that I'm concerned about um, just off of the first game, the Atlanta bench guys had 57 points the other night, shot 56% from the field, 54% from three-point range. And that's really what uh, killed the Hornets, you know, uh, the other night against Detroit when that second unit came in. Uh, there was a big run by Detroit, and they never recovered. So the Atlanta bench had a good opening night. Um, the, the Charlotte bench needs to bounce back and have a good one tonight at home. Yeah, guys like Frank Kaminsky, who didn't shoot the ball well, Monk as well, going to have to provide some scoring punch in this one. Yeah, and I think a worrisome thing for me is that you know last season's problem looks to be a similar one this year in that yeah. if – one or two key guys is missing. Like we're just not a team that can afford to miss any of those guys. Obviously Nick Batum being out from any team would be kind of a problem, but for us, it seems to be like one of those things. If you're missing Batum or Cody or, and then lamb a little bit too, I know lamb played, but MKG MKG. Yeah, exactly. If we're missing, we can't miss two of those guys and, and really compete to me watching the game. I, I didn't get to catch the whole thing, but what I did see it didn't look like a cohesive unit, and obviously the, there's going to be problems with that, with just integrating Dwight and all that um, and moving Cody to the bench. Uh, but it does seem to – they don't look like they know what's going on with their with their rotations right now. And that, to me, is obviously something that will be fixed, I think, you know, once everybody's back, but it's a concern right now. Well, and yeah. I, you you have to look at the fact that Nick Batum was a guy that not only facilitated the offense on the first unit, but was a guy that Steve Clifford counted on to help organize things in the second unit, and that's that's what led to a lot of those turnovers in that first Detroit Pistons game was the ball just not not knowing where to go with the ball on that second unit, getting caught in these double teams and these traps, and not reversing, you know, things like that, leading to Pistons turnovers and transition points. And then MKG, you know, not having a guy that you can say, all right, you go guard the best player, the best wing, and and shut that guy down. It's what we saw him start to do, MKG, against the Celtics and Gordon Hayward in the preseason. And not having that player available is definitely going to help, uh, uh, you you know, your defense. And Drew on the chat saying defense needs to step up. Really missing MKG. Any word on MKG tonight, says Chad? Chad? No word as of yet, but I would not expect Michael Kidd Gilchrist uh, into this game. Yeah, you guys mentioned Batum, uh, Steve, and I mean, he is so valuable to this team, and I do think he gets overlooked a bit. But when you compare him, what he did last year to some other guys in the league, I mean, first of all, he's the first Charlotte player last year with 1,000 points, 450 rebounds, and 450 assists. There were only three other guys that did that in the league last year. Their names, you may have heard of these guys, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. LeBron Batum was the only games. <laughs> Batum was the only guy to do it with fewer than 200 uh, turnovers as well. So I mean, he does so much for this team that, yeah, without him, without NKG, with Lamb hobbled a little bit. I mean, I think Clifford is really just trying to piece this thing together on a night to night basis because you, you don't plan to go yeah. in with that many guys out. And and they're playing a team tonight in Atlanta that is in a rebuild mode. They they do have some some talent. They have, but they're they're trying. They're they're young and they're they're trying to 
the, the players aren't trying to lose, but certainly the front office would like that team uh, to drop oh, a few yeah. games. They're one of those teams that they don't know that they're supposed to be bad. Well, exactly. Like some of these young guys are like, yeah, we're just going to go out and play as hard as possible. Uh, precisely. For a look at what's happening in Atlanta, let's hear from Brad Roland, host of the Locked On Hawks pod. The Hawks got off to a really strong start in the opener with a uh, win on the road in Dallas, kind of an unexpected win. Uh, obviously, the sort, of, sort of the central point of the team this year is Dennis Schroeder at the point guard spot. He was very aggressive, uh, took more than 25 shots in the opener, but that's something that uh, basically every opposing defense will be focused on Schroeder as the Hawks come to town, and that should be the case again on Friday in Charlotte. Uh, Schroeder is not the most efficient player in the world. He did he did sort of have an uptick in that area last year, but he will be shooting and just basically having massive usage early and often. If there's another guy to watch, aside from Schroeder, though, I would keep an eye on John Collins, the rookie. He had a very nice debut, and while rookies are generally bad, uh, Collins is both exciting and uh, energetic and definitely one of those guys that sort of brings a different dimension to the Hawks team that's sort of a, it's a bland personnel group this year for the Hawks in a lot of ways. They, 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 they did play a very entertaining brand of basketball in the opener, getting back to Mike Budenholzer's roots, playing a lot of more free-flowing basketball, but if there's one player that can kind of tear the roof off of a game, it might be John Collins as a rookie, so keep an eye on him as well. The Hawks, do, they definitely look different this season, uh, probably a little bit more fun than last year, even though a little bit worse results. Obviously, Charlotte's dealing with the, the Dwight Howard experience now in the way the Hawks did a year ago, uh, but it's a very different team, probably a worse team, but a more fun team, and we'll see that on display on Friday. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. All right, big thanks to Brad Rowland there from the Locked On Hawks pod <laughs> saying that they look more fun, that uh, that Budenholzer getting back to his roots and free-flowing offense. There's a lot of there was a lot of Dwight Howard sub-potting there, I Man, think. There's so much <laughs> Howard salt coming out of Atlanta. I have a um, Love Brad. I have an anecdote that I don't oh, know yeah. if I've told before, but when I was in uh, I, when I was living in Brooklyn, I used to go to this coffee shop to write where Rembert Brown the great Rembert Brown from uh, Grandland fame. Name drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is a humble brag for sure because I was like super nervous to, to meet him. But um, but we ended up talking for an hour. It was the day of the Dwight Howard trade, and I was wearing a Hornets jersey. And he just, that's why he came over. He was like, "You." <laughs> oh, he came to you. He came to me because it was wow. like, it was a Rice Glen Rice throwback, and he was like, first of all, that's that's an amazing jersey. Respect. And then uh, about an hour of of him going. You are going to hate Dwight Howard, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, man, come on!" That that is the sentiment, though. I mean, we've, it's not the first time we've heard that. That I mean, that's that's I what's coming so far, from the so far, yeah. That's coming from yeah. the Hawks fan base, though. I mean, that's like everything mm-hmm. you've heard from anybody associated yeah. with the Hawks is like, "Good luck, man." So I, I get it. I mean, I'm I'm more optimistic. <laughs> well, and, and and part of it, I, part of it was on court. Part of it was the fact that you just heard him th- that Budenholzer likes to be free flowing, and Dwight Howard. It does not lend to that kind of basketball, but that's not how the Hornets have operated. They they actually have enjoyed having a guy in the post that they can throw it to a, a release valve. We've talked about that a lot, but uh, Drew on the chat saying, "Well, maybe this can be a Dwight Howard revenge game. This is his old team. This will be the big storyline heading into the game, and it's my matchup to watch. It's Dwight Howard versus his own emotions. Dwight got into a small oh. kerfluffle." with Eric Moreland on Wednesday and then had words with Andre Drummond in that Pistons game. 
He's going to be facing off against the team who traded him. Last season, he got into an argument with his own teammate, Dennis Schroeder. So there's no love lost. Can Dwight stay focused on the floor and, and, and focus on the task at hand and not any other narrative swirling around? I think that's going to be key to kind of keeping his cool and, and staying, uh, staying on the floor, which is something he's had difficulty yeah. doing in the Spectrum Center in the past. He's gotten ejected. I agree with you. Although this is clearly the Marco Bellinelli revenge game, but yes. other than that, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're dead on there, Doug. Man. I mean, um, Brad hit on it a little bit in his summary there that they're young. He he mentioned a bland personnel group, but one guy that's not bland is John Collins, Doug. Of course, everyone will hey. remember the, the draft let's, night let's trade that we made. Let's do some horn we, tune. <laughs> we made that draft day trade and uh, picked him up on the back end of the first round. I like he, of course. This is the Locked On Network NBA uh, mock draft that we did this past summer, and Doug and I uh, scooped him up at the back end of the first round. So, yeah, he's going to be a fun talent. guy to watch. Yeah, we saw the we talent. We saw the talent. And once he builds some strength, I mean, my goodness, he's he's just so he's so fun to watch in the pick and roll, so athletic. And, and watch for him, too. They're going to have to keep an eye on him for putbacks. A lot of his points, a lot of his 14. They're going to have to keep moving because because he doesn't yeah. stop. And I think he versus Cody uh, or whomever is in there, they're going to have to stay on him and know where he is all the time. Discipline on the boards will be a big factor. You mentioned Marco Bellinelli, of course, going to Atlanta in the Dwight Howard trade. Uh, he was the stat line of the night in the Hawks' first game. 20 points off the bench, three rebounds, three assists, and three steals in 26 minutes, seven of 14 from the field, four of six from beyond the arc. So... <laughs> Bellinelli was locked in, and he was really guiding that second unit. And and I tweeted a little tongue-in-cheek that the Hornets could really use a guy like that uh, to organize that second unit that they have right now because they're depending on a lot of uh, – they're depending on rookies. They're depending on Julian Stone, who does not have a lot of NBA experience, to help uh, gel that second unit offense. And at times, it uh, has struggled to do that. Um, let's see. Also, they got to watch Dennis Schroeder. He was their big star on the night, 28 points against the Mavs. And a lot of those came on straight line drives. He's so quick, so fast. And it's going to be a little harder for him, I think, against Dwight Howard in the middle. So Dwight Howard might have a few block opportunities. That's why I say it's going to be interesting. That's my, that thing I'm watching is Dwight versus Dennis Schroeder. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you watch Dennis in that last game, he was just flying by guys and getting to the cup and the Mavericks were not bothering to help at all. Interior defense, not the Maverick strength at all. So uh, I'm watching Dwight Howard well, versus Noel, Dennis Schroeder. They got Noel. I mean, that's he's a great well, he was attacking. Yeah, he was attacking when Noel was not on the floor a lot. Yeah. Okay, but still, I mean, that's a, that's a, a sign of it. it's not like there was just nobody there. Um, yeah. And to your point, I guess it sounds like Dennis is going to be looking to take it to Dwight and uh, maybe. I Ooh, hope so. Is that I, a teaser for I the hope, game? Well, I hope You'll so. You'll have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to buy my book. Hey, do you guys think we may be able to avoid seeing the Hornets struggle like they did with um, Tobias Harris? You know, a player like that. Atlanta really doesn't have somebody out there on the wing. They have Baysmore, but I think Lamb, you know, if he stays locked in, should be able to stay in front of him. They don't Bays have a guy has had that's a weird drop-off since he got that big contract, too. Not not the yeah. effective outside shooter that he was in that contract year. So, no, I, yeah. I think your point's, your point's valid. But what's interesting is what starting lineup will they go with if, if Atlanta decides to go with the same lineup that they did against the Mavericks uh, with uh, Irsan Ilyasova at four, and Prince. Prince at three, and then um, Dead, D- Deadman, Deadman at, at, at center. 
I, I think you go, I, I would guess that Clifford's going to go with the Marvin at three, Frank at four, Dwight Howard at five lineup, as opposed to the bacon lamb combination to match up against uh, Prince. You know, get Mar- get Marvin on Prince and get uh, Frank on Ilyasova because Ilyasova's that's, not necessarily yeah. a guy that's going to drive on Frank. You know, yeah, that's what I was getting at. I guess a little bit that he will maybe it'll stay in front of him a little better, so you're not as worried about that as you were against that small lineup. What are you laughing at I'm during having, my well, talk? They, I'm always <laughs> laughing at the chat. I love the the nest. They is just buzzing. get you, man. They the, get you. The nest the is buzzing right now. Well, Danny said, uh, well, maybe this can be. Uh, or no, sorry, Daniel said that he's uh, the. Dwight's going to welcome Dennis to Dwight House. I go to Dwight House. Hopefully. They just see they're, they're what they're doing is they're pushing my buttons. They want me to push these buttons over then, here. Then you put your yeah the physical yeah. buttons. Sure, I got it. Um, you know the, the Hawks guys. Uh, half of their team though, Doug and yeah. and Steve, Steve and Robert. Yes. Um, Steve's Steve's tuned out. He's busy. He's busy looking at. I'm trying to get in where I fit in. You guys are filling in all the gaps. Nah, half, half their team has only played you know a year or less in the NBA. So the Hornets are going to have the experience factor uh, and the and the talent and lineup factor. I mean, in their favor. So this is one to get back to your point to start the show, Doug. They they really. It's not a must win. It's only the second game. But look, man, they need to lock these in when they can. Oh, dude, call it a must win. I dare you. Call it a must win. It's second a must game. win. Oh, you, know, you know what? Yes. You know what? You, you push my button. Yes. You back, you back David into a corner like that. He's going to come at you. He's like a badger. He's like a damn badger. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to wrap this segment up because we've got a little bit more to get to in this game. For Atlanta, this will be the second of a five-game road trip that they open the season on because apparently they are having their arena renovated. Pretty late in the in the game to have the arena renovated, but now, they, don't arena renovation shame these guys. I'm all sorry. right. Whenever they want to get around to it, you guys just do your thing. Okay. They're not as concerned with this basketball well, listen, season. Yeah. Five games on the road to start the season. And they haven't won a road game in Charlotte uh, since November 1st of 2015. They've lost three straight in Charlotte. So that's good news. Don't for they the have Hornets. like a barbershop and like a Chick-fil-A in there now? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what's taking so long. Shop. They can't, when your team's they can't bad, renovate on Sundays. When your team's bad, that's, that's brilliant <laughs> Be like, what do you guys even care about the game? Why don't you get your hair cut? That gets okay? you. That why gets you. Get little... I would love. To, I'm going to do that next road trip. Locked on Hornets road trip. Let's go get a get a haircut and watch some ball. I love that. I love how you just you, the 22 hours of the rest of the day you didn't think of getting a haircut. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go. I gotta get in the middle of this expensive What's the game. Charge on that. Yeah. All right. Follow us on Twitter for pregame and in-game coverage, and check back here on Monday for more analysis of this game. Want to take a quick second. Uh, to tell you about something we've started here on Locked On Hornets. And I also want to shout out a few of our newest Patreon members, patreon.com slash LOH. And I definitely should have done this. I should have pulled this up before the show. Well, shout out to all the you know, Patreon it, it, you members. Know, first shout and out foremost. to all of them. But, but we do have specific ones, okay? Well, so the sorry, newest old ones, guys. The newest ones we want to shout out. And the thing is, you would be surprised uh, how... You know, how much we plan this show and yet how terribly executed it is. <laughs> You'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. <laughs> uh, all right. Shout out to Scott. Uh, shout out to Brandon, Arendo, Eric, and Joseph, uh, the newest Patreon members. And Scott's been with us for a while, but he upgraded his membership so that he could get access to the post-game live shows that we're doing. Different levels to the subscriptions, but you know it starts at a dollar a month. Very easy way to support what we're doing here, every single dollar goes to supporting this show. And to prove it to you, the mic that you're hearing David Walker from right now, 
That's Patreon. True, guys. That's Patreon support right there. So uh, you have improved his uh, voice tremendously, and well, we oh, thank you. You do sound I mean, amazing. I didn't realize you got the blue snow over there. Rocking the, rockin the snow bee, sounding crisp, my man. Okay, let's let's forget all about that dumb road loss to the Detroit Pistons because tonight is the night. Hey, it's Doug. the real. Hey, Doug. Yeah. What road loss? Right. Right. This is the night, the real opening night, when the Hornets return to the Hive, the Spectrum Center, to defend their home court. If you're going to the game tonight, there will be a few things that uh, you want to make sure you do, and we've got some expert help in here to help guide you in that endeavor. Joined now by Pete Gwelly, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Charlotte Hornets. Pete, I know you're excited for opening night tonight. What's one thing that fans must do, see, or experience at Spectrum Center tonight? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of things, but I think the one thing I would absolutely recommend to fans is make sure when you get here, you beeline for that team store. It is absolutely amazing. It's an incredible renovation. It's moved to a new location. It's expanded. There's new product. You know, it's hard to even describe what an upgrade it is over our previous fan shop. So I I would strongly encourage you. You don't have to buy anything. Just make sure you go in there and take a look and start to determine what you do want in your wardrobe as the season moves on. Yeah, I got a chance to stop by there. Very modern look, a lot of product in there. It kind of looked like a little bit like an Apple store. What was the thinking behind moving it upstairs and the modern feel? You know, it was just in kind of an out-of-the-way place. It was difficult to get to, and then it wasn't the most efficient shopping process when you went into it. So ever since we made the transition to the Hornets, you know, demand for our apparel inventory has gone up significantly, and we've been contemplating doing this, and we finally got the window to do it this summer. So it was really about taking advantage of the new Hornets brand and, and really giving people more access. But, you know, it was the timing was absolutely perfect with the league's transition into Nike and our transition to Jordan brand. So to have all this new product available and now have it in this newly located store where, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of our two primary entrances of the building, it couldn't have worked out any better. And something you guys also did this summer was introduce some new features uh, to your Hornets application. What what can it do for fans when they step inside the arena tonight? Yeah, you know, first of all, it's really the absolute best way to manage your tickets. If you're a season ticket holder, you connect the app to your Ticketmaster account, and that's your remote control for everything you do, whether you want to use it just to simply enter the building or whether you want to forward tickets to friends via email or text. It's probably about the simplest process you can ever find. But everything's going digital. You know, eventually that app is going to be your complete remote control for the building, not just entering, but, you know, in-seat ordering or concessions, using it at retail as a mobile wallet. It's going to be all you need when you come into this building in the future. And uh, Pete, tell us, what's your personal favorite thing about opening night here on in the NBA? You know, it's just a celebration of basketball. It's an opportunity to really tip things off. You know, I know we opened up on the road yesterday, and, you know, obviously we want to win all 82, but that's not realistic. But the home opener just has some real significance for us. It's what you work for all year. You're looking forward to it the moment the season, the previous season ends, and you can't wait to get started. So it's having all your fans back in the building. It's almost like one big family get together. And, you know, we couldn't be more excited. Obviously, we got some new faces here, and you know, we're confident that everything's going to come together as the season moves along. Um, but it's just a special, special night. It's just it's a celebration, and we get to do it with all of our friends and family. All right, very important question, very serious question to ask you as we end this, for especially for some of us late nighters, the people that cover the team. Did the McDonald's coffee 
make it back into the arena. I need this, Pete. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find McDonald's coffee at the arena again this year. I'm like you. I'm a big coffee guy. I kind of exist on on caffeine. As those, those late games go on, it gives you a little bit of an extra energy boost. But yeah, we will have McDonald's coffee here in the building again this year. It was very popular with our fans last year. And if anything, we want to look at ways to expand the offering. All right, McDonald's Coffee's back. There's a new fan shop and a new application. A lot of exciting things to experience tonight uh, when you head out to Spectrum Center for the home opener. Pete Gwelly, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Charlotte Hornets. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, Doug. Always love catching up. Big thanks to Pete. Thanks, Gwell- Pete. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> David, get some questions in next time, all right? Don't sit back there like that. You know what? I got to say what they call in the business and as live. Go ahead, David. If I could, if I could apologize to someone real quick, I I want to address the Hornets team app. I'm in it right now. And Mm -hmm. these stats are pristine. They are absolutely dead on point. (laughs) 17 turnovers. You were right. You can't take it back. It was, everyone knows. I'm just glad that coffee's back. Uh, but kind I, I of a behind the too, behind guys, the scenes guys. there, I asked uh, Pete to check on that. I literally said, Pete, can you please check and make sure that He's McDonald's like, oh, coffee's yes, back? Yes, I have nothing else ba, to da, do. Ba, 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 I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to to at the bend uh, to every whim of Doug <laughs> and the Dougaholics. Yeah, just <laughs> just at help you guys Pete Gwelly on on there. Don't send the army after him. Trying, man. To, trying to help some people out. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, don't go after him, Dougaholics. Hey, speaking of army, I see uh, people have been asking me on Twitter and and commenting here in the chat. Like, I see the the um, don't sideline Steph Ready hashtag. And we're going to talk about this issue with uh, Fox Sports changing the role of Stephanie Reddy. I know a lot of you you guys out there want to want to hear about that, want to hear us talk about it. We will talk about it. Thoughts. We have some thoughts. We want to talk about it on Monday. I wanted to give it a road game and a home game to see what the deal was. You know, no, listen, the 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 uh we want to react quickly right like that's the whole thing with twitter it's like we got to react immediately but we don't know how to why no i do know i we just don't wa- have thoughts yet well i want to for Doug's I have, not ready i want to formulate the thoughts i'm throwing him off his game hey somebody uh shout out to drew in the uh, chat saying uh hit that steve bob song button i love that drew good I'm just here i'm just your drop monkey. shout here out drew uh, it adds so much to the show. 50% better right out there. The app is really convenient for tickets. You've experienced this, Steve. I've given you some tickets through the app. Oh it was my. a real Whoa, easy. Good golly, Whoa. baby. Baby boy. That is a sweet. The app is surprisingly uh, useful. I mean, there's a lot of these like app developers that are like, yeah, no we got an app doing. now. And uh, shout out to the Hornets for getting theirs working good after the snafu that David had earlier in the And that was really an NBA thing. <laughs> hey, last second Yeah, tips. that was not on the Hornets. That was definitely an NBA thing. Last, the other silver. Last second tips on on uh, getting to the game tonight when you're in the game what are some last second tips for people who are attending the home opener tonight David last second tips yeah um, for getting to the game or just get or in the game any any home game experience what's your last second tip? oh well first of all get your coffee early we just mm, covered that mm, I number feel one like that's, a, that's, that's gonna sell out now that it's been on the show Right. Um, if you can get there early, shoot around is always a fun time, though. It's yep. it's an overlooked time, I feel like, because the players are right there. You can maybe sneak down there a little closer to them, you know, say hey to them, say hey to Baysmore, mm-hmm. uh, tell Bellinelli that you miss him. Uh, but that's that's a little that's a little insider's, uh, you know, tip for you guys. If you can get out there early, just walk on over there. Just see a shoot around. Yeah. If you don't mind walking, uh, park at Discovery Center. 
that's a it's a cheap place to park and you'll get out of the game easier. That's a pro tip. Um, and grab a local brew at the beer garden in the upper level and JJ's Red Hots, great hot dog place here in get Charlotte. Get your Red Hots. Get it. Uh, that's right next to the beer garden, of course. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly, hey, and, and please get get yourself a ride home Go ahead, if David. you're going to drink. Can I get? Can I? I do, have a, I do have a. I do have a parking tip. I didn't know we were giving out parking tips. Any tips? If, all tips. Uh, just the tip. Brick, you know, Bricks Pizza mm-hmm. and Queen City Q also available in the arena. Yeah, I believe that they will validate. So Ooh. you and take take that information to do what you will. I will say this too, though uh, that use a Lyft or an Uber, right? This is a pro mm-hmm. tip because I've, I've been in New York the last seven years. It is prohibitively expensive to take cabs up there. And I still do it here for the, for, for the cost basically of paying you. Well, for the cost of parking up here, I mean, what is yeah. that? If it's going to be 10 bucks, that's your Uber right there. That's and your then Uber, you don't even bro. sweat it, bro. You get to the, you pop out, you got your Kemba jump man Jersey on. And, uh, you know, you're waiting. In, you're, oh. Now you're in the fan shop. You're 20 minutes early. You're buying stuff. You're spending all your money. This is you're the plans unraveling. Gear. Now you're you can't getting go to you, you drop your keys. You pick them back up. You're like, oh, my God. You why pick them I- up. Who's in front of you? Can't pay more. Why is he there? Why is he in the fan shop? You don't know. But you know because you're there. <laughs> you're in the stadium. You're having the experience. You got a bow biscuit. You got some Queen City Q. You're feeling it. You eat the Q. You fall asleep. The game <laughs> happens. You miss it all. Steve Bob, give me a Steve Bob drop. Steve Bob. Oh, we plan out mm. everything on this show. That was good. All right, That's let's really... uh, let's end this front Friday with a <laughs> gif. We're having fun here. Uh, we're having fun Friday here with a gif of the week. And here it is. This one. Yeah, dog. Gotta love this oh, one. Oh yeah. Shout out Kurt. Yeah, shout out uh, Captain Kurt and at Hornets Gifts on Twitter for shout our GIF profanity. of the week. Shout naughty Cliff, profanity. so naughty. Uh, did not like the uh, call by the refs here and gave Hornets Gifts a gift. Ooh, emphasis on the T. What the? What the heck? What the, the heckin'? That's a heckin' bad call. The friggin' don't like that. Anyway, that's good for the week. That's my favorite Cliff reaction. It's good for, I mean, he does it every game, I feel like, but they catch it maybe every third game. So uh, pro tip, another pro tip. We need a pro tip drop. Look for that if you're at the game in person. Just glance over to the sidelines when a questionable call comes up. See if you can get a cliff bomb. I'm trying to look for it. A- I love it. Cliff's in it. That's the he's an everyman coach because that is exactly how I'd react. Like I would react like that when Monk dunks it, when Kemba hits a shot, I'd be like, what the? I can't believe it. Um, what the can funk, this, right? Can what this can this funk? be the pro tip? That could be a reaction to the pro tip. We'll that, work on it. Guess we'll it has it. to be now. No, we'll work on it. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, also, here's my last pro tip. If you do wind up on the Jumbotron, don't dab and don't let your kids dab. Just don't. It's over. Don't do it. I said don't do it. <laughs> that's the that's the kid dab. Yes. The don't, dabaholics. Yeah, good parents. If you're a good, kid, don't I, listen to Doug. Have I, fun. Listen, okay, just have fun out there. Good parents don't let their kids dab. That's all I'm saying. I feel like that's like a, I've, a drug I'm a, thing I'm a, I'm a, I'm a parent expert. I think doing dabs is like sounds like you're. <laughs> Doug sort of is drug. all about the parents. <laughs> Doug is all about the kids, you guys. All right. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets and watching us. If you watch this on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. If you did, you missed that gift of the week segment. That was perfect what for are you watching doing with your life. Yeah, if you didn't, if you were listening to it, you were probably really confused. How are you going to see a gift? Go, go listen to a podcast online for all your gifts. 
Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever you use to get your podcast. Just uh, search for Locked On Hornets and subscribe. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. That's the key. That's the that's the signal to go. David's yawning. We're ready. We need some McDonald's oh, coffee Yanni over there. Need some Mickey D's coffee. All right, we're back again. Uh, we're back again on Monday with more on this uh, Atlanta Hawks game for David and Steve. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm uh, Charlotte. Lacroix boys. Lacroix boys. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs>